This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard, and alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. All right. I am feeling a lot better. Uh, both our teams won on the weekend. Uh, both mm-hmm. get another two points this weekend, Mitchell, because they're not playing. Uh, and, of course, there's nowhere else that we would start this week rather than with State of Origin talking about the teams that were named. Uh, Brad Fittler pulled some mind games. Uh, to the extent that one of the players didn't realize he was in the 17 until he was told during a TV interview. I don't know if you saw that with Ryan Madison. I did. It was, it was great. Very funny. Danica Mason. Um, uh, but yeah, um, promises to be a pretty good series. Some interesting team selections for both. We obviously don't need to read through the 17s, but let's start with New South Wales, Mitch. Um, what jumps out at you straight away in terms of both good and bad? Well, I want to firstly mention just randomly, but I want to say I hate points for buys. You mentioned those. I'm just putting it oh, out I there. agree. Yes. An agenda agree. that no one else cares about. I hate it. They should remove them. There's no, like, if you can name a sports league in the world that other than the rugby league that has buy points, I'll give you $3. Because mm. I can't, I don't know one, but yeah, they're just like, it just call it a buy to week off. Don't need points for it. I hate them. I hate, and I hate that they, the next, the ladder is now a joke for the next like four weeks. Yes. Like, you're, yeah, until someone else gets two points. Stupid. Anyway, back to origin. Now, this is one of those things that by this time, every man and his dog has discussed this already. But we're still men and dogs. So we'll talk about it. Uh, obviously, the talking points is the Blues left edge of Jack White and Daniel Tupo. Uh, for some reason, people act like Jake Dvojevic is a big snob. That's snobbing, snubbing, dropping him. He's a snob, but snubbing, dropping him. And then the way the team was named, as you said, like on Saturday, Sunday, it was reported that Liam Martin wasn't in. Stephen Crichton was going to start in the centres. And then come Monday, when it was named, they were both on the bench. <laughs> so- yeah, so we... Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I don't think Jake Dwojevic's absence is particularly egregious. Um I'm doing a th- I'm doing a feature for tomorrow. It'll probably be out by the time people listen to this. But I wrote about I think severed guys across the both of the teams that uh, I guess should feel a little bit aggrieved. And the three I wrote about from New South Wales were Campbell Graham, uh, David Clemmer, and Josh Adokar. Like I don't think I don't particularly think that Campbell Graham's been robbed per se. But I, I would have picked him over Stags or White. But I don't think like it's like a ridiculous snubbing if you like. But for me, yeah. Clemmer just continues to play well at club level, but he's been persona on grata for a couple of years now. And yeah, the auto car thing's weird. I mean, we talked pretty extensively about the Bulldogs on last week's show, but I guess we didn't really touch on the central issue, which seems to be the only reason he's not being picked this year is because he now plays for the Bulldogs and not the Storm. I know Brad Fittler said that it was to do with, you know, the aerial presence and and, and the kicking game and Daniel Tupo is better at that stuff and all that. But I mean, Brad Fittler's picked Josh Adokar in 12 straight origin games before this one. So I, I can't really get on board with that as being a reason. Um, and yeah, it, it's the same thing. Like, and, you know, Matt Burton, as we said last week, wasn't really even in the conversation. And, and I don't think he should have been, but it's just interesting that two guys there have basically, I mean, in my opinion, if Josh Adokar was still in the storm and Matt Burton was still at Penrith, both would have been at least in the squad, if not in the 17. Well, the funny thing is, is that they're playing a 5-8 at, at centre and it's not Matt Burton, like the guy that they were hyping into it last mm-hmm. year. And yeah, but the Adokar stuff, like some of the comments after it, those are the concerning ones 
because essentially they said, and if you haven't seen these comments, there's you can find Brad Fittler and Brandy Alexander talking about it, but they said they picked on form, but then mentioned team form, which I understand that is obviously a factor, but saying like Josh Adokar, you know, he's not in the top eight. We picked everyone we picked in their team is in the top eight, but so there's buts, right? But the buts are Jack White and, and Tarek Sims. And they would have been if if Tyson Vassell was in there, he would have been on the butts as well. But it just seems weird that a guy who Freddie himself <laughs> called in the heart and soul of the team for the last few years, who has played 12 origins, scored 10 tries in those origins, is one try behind Jared Hayne and Mick O'Connor for the most ever for the Blues in far less games, gets dropped when he goes to the Bulldogs and is still good. Yeah, like I don't think he's been any like. Look, obviously you're going to suffer from a lack of service when you're on the end of the Bulldogs backline rather than the Storm mm-hmm. backline. But I don't think he, as a player, has been really remarkably different to how he was last year, other than the fact that he's scoring fewer tries because he's getting fewer opportunities. But that's not exactly his fault. Yeah, but he's also like I, I thought he started the year a bit overweight, but he's dropped yeah. some of that weight off now, and obviously his pace, he's losing some of his pace. It's always going to happen. You know, and he's not even that old. People think he's older than he is, but he's still, you know, in 11 games, he's still got six tries, still got 58 tackle breaks, still got 10 line breaks. Like, and he's been getting, like, Nick Cantor pulled, pulled one of those stats up. I didn't see it myself, but he pulled up that he's leading the NRL in dummy half runs, you know, and that's just him showing, trying to lift his involvement in different ways in a way he hasn't in the past, trying to lift a shit team. And it counts against him that the Bulldogs suck. And I hate that stuff. And the reason, main, yeah. main reason I hate that is like, we, the, the league will never be equal. We know this. The cap will never flatten the league. But good teams have enough advantages. We don't need the origin coach putting on the record that if you're not in the top eight, you're not on the origin team, pretty much. So Unless you're already is, in the team, yeah. you can't make the team. So, from outside so the if, if South had lost last week, Camaro would not be in the team this week because we'd be ninth instead of eighth. Yeah, be, that's it. Yeah, or, yeah, you lost. Or, like, if the troll comes back, they go, shit, mate. Look, we've loved your work, but South and ninth on four and against. Yeah, <laughs> you don't, so you, don't, you come, come in here with that garbage. You yeah, know? and it's it's interesting, right? And I I I I can't remember who said it in our Discord the other day, but someone theorized that um like Whiten was the preferred option at center because he's going to get dropped for Latrell Mitchell anyway. So they yes. I guess wanted rather than to blood a new guy like a Campbell Graham or Stephen Crichton and then drop him after one game, Freddie picks a guy who he trusts, who has been in origin before, and who can just go back to his number 14 mm. spot once Latrell Mitchell returns. And if that is the logic behind it, then I actually don't really have a problem with it. I think, you know, fair enough. But at the same time, like, uh, are Campbell Graham or Stephen Crichton really going to suffer from playing one game in the centers and then being dropped for Latrell Mitchell? I don't think they would. I think no, it would be good for them, if anything. I, I know it's like they maybe just want to have two debutants in the centers or similar. But yeah, it just, it just seems kind of crazy like that. And it also makes you think if Latrell was fit, I don't think they'd drop Adokar either. And and the other thing I find weird about it, like Freddie's always a bit crazy with these things. We always get unexpected picks, and it's the best and worst thing he does for the Blues teams. Sometimes it's great, sometimes it sucks. And he's picked some good teams compared to the past when he's done that. He did. He wasn't afraid of picking Adokar. You know, people saying he was defensive liability, underweight, whatever. He wasn't afraid of picking him. But he didn't give a shit about height last year, right? Yeah. When like it was still Xavier Coates, and it was Kyle Felt, who is probably the best aerial player in the NRL. Didn't give a single shit. Mm-hmm. And then Selwyn Cobbo, who was going to line up against on, da- on Daniel Tupo, uh, didn't chase kicks till like five weeks ago. <laughs> and he's been pretty good at in that five weeks, but it's like, you really changed de- defining the wing of your pick on that. And I like Daniel Tupo. I've been a Daniel Tupo fan forever, but he he feels like that 
safe next drop kind of thing. Like yeah. someone's out, you pick called pick up the Daniel Tupo phone, you know, throw out the bat signal. It just feels with Ada kind of lost that spot. And like it I don't know, Tupo's fine. He is, but Adokar hasn't really been playing poorly and has also played really well for the Blues, like really well for the Blues in the yeah. past. It's just strange. I, yeah, look, I, I don't, I don't really understand. Like I knew Campbell Graham wasn't going to get picked. That's fine. Like I think he should have been, but he's not. And that's okay. But I was shocked that Josh Adokar wasn't in the team, but. Yeah. I, I do find it funny though. Like Freddie, he has these camp bodies and it's different for Queen. Like Queensland has less choice. So when you're a camp body in Queensland, you know, unless you're the guy who's in the camp for bye weeks, you're probably going to play Origin at some point. Mm. You know, you're probably in there. You're in the 20 to 1, 22. You're probably going to play. The funny thing with the Blues one is like every year it feels like they take these four or five guys into camp, you know, outside the 17. Yeah. Who you think, oh, that guy's on the on the brink. No, and they then, just never play. Well, yeah, like Campbell Graham <laughs> and Keon Kolomatangi have been in those positions. Yes. And then like this year... They prefer uh, Ryan Madison and Katoni Stags have just usurped them, basically. So yeah, if you remember game one yeah. last year, the te- like they they like Campbell Graham was like he was he in the nineteenth man or something. Like, he was yeah, in the match like day squad, wasn't he? I can't remember. Like, but he was like right there. And I really don't understand was- what he's done wrong. He's been he's been really really bloody good this year. And I know yeah. you you found a couple of stats that say that Katoni Stags is better, but I found a bunch that say Campbell Graham is better too. They could have just picked both of them and not picked Jack White, I guess. Yeah. Then we could both be happy. But, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. okay, like, it's not a, like my argument for Tony Stags is I don't actually give a shit if he's in the Origin team or not because oh, I also don't care. I'm happy it's another game for Campbell Graham. My, my, so. my argument with him is that I've seen people like the last two weeks, some people like talking about him like they had him watching play this year. It's like no, he's not the shit house defensive player he was two years ago. He's not. It's just. Oh, fact, I don't think like, he's a turnstile. I don't think you I, said that. I, I just think that in my, like in my that. opinion, Campbell Graham is like possibly the best defensive center there is. So that was that was he, my. He has a better resume. Katoni's had a better year than him in that department. Like the Broncos' right edge is considered the second least tries in the comp, only behind Penrith. You know, Stags has got more try saves. Gramble's got none of Graham. Sorry, Gramble. Campbell Graham's got none of them. Surprisingly, you know, Campbell Graham's been at fault for more tries. Stags leading the comp in one-on-one tackles. Like he's fifty-two yeah. of those. But Graham's tackle efficiency is like eight percent higher. It's it's he's he's made yeah, I mean made far more and missed, missed far, tackles far less tackles. I, I get that, he, yeah. but then and then and then on the other side of the ball, you know, he kills him in post contact yeah. meters, kills him in average Mate, meters. Post contact meters, kills him in tries, kills him yeah, in I, tries. Uh, tries. He's one try ahead of him. Kills him in tries. And Just, and the, the funny thing is, you okay? You mentioned he does carry the ball more. He does. Why, with all the carries, he have less line breaks than, than Katoni Stags? Why has he got half making the breaks hard meters Stags? out of his own? Because he's Mitchell. not doing anything with the carries, mate. No, nah, he's, he's, he's got like fifty more, fifty or sixty more carries than Katoni this year, but he's got pretty much half the tackle breaks and less line breaks. You'd think he'd run mm. he'd, if he's running the ball more, he'd have more impact. But Maybe he's, I don't know. But they're different yeah. players, and my argument is I would have picked both of them, so it's fine. Yeah, don't worry so about like, it. Like Katoni is just one of those. He's that's a terrible trope. And often it's wrong, but I truly believe that Katoni Stags ticks the box of origin player in the sense that I don't think he's the Broncos' best center, right? But if I had to pick one of the centers for one game, I'd pick Katoni, you know, out of the Broncos once. It's just, that's just the guy he is. He's really aggressive, really physical. And I think he'll be up to the task. And, you know, I, I wish he wasn't, def- I wish he was on the other side of the field for Queensland because, like, I'd like Queensland are going are more likely to score down the Ken Munster side of the field than they are to score down the Day C side of the field. 
And I wish Katoni wasn't on that side. I wish he was on the other side because he's just been so good at laying a physical platform this year. Like a lot of teams, like even South, yeah. right? Now, second game against you guys, nothing happened on the left-hand side of the field. Like the South left, your tries came from Tane Milne, two on the right, and then Tane Milne bombed another. But like even you guys stopped going left because he whacks, sometimes he whacks a couple of guys and they're just like, fuck it, I don't want to go that way. Mm. And, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens in this game. But I don't, th- back to, we'll go back to the other points, other guys though. Like, yeah. Tarek Sims is hilarious. Like, I mean, that's the one that, that I can't understand. Like, I, I, it, I don't think Angus Crichton's he had was, the best year, but I yeah, think if Sims you're was gonna, good luck this last year in Origin, he was. The thing is, Derek Sims usually plays well in Origin, but you can't simultaneously go, "Oh, we're picking guys on form," but then also pick Tarek Sims as a legacy pick. Which, yeah, it, it, yeah. And, and look, Angus Crichton hasn't had the best season for club, but I think if you're picking, I think he should be there ahead of Tarek Sims. I also yeah, think Keon Keon should be there ahead of Tarek Sims as well. Like, but and well, it's, it's also and and then I I actually agree with the Frizzell dropping. I smashed Frizzell from the last we spoke about. It. I was like, he hasn't had a good origin in years. Mm. You know, he just hasn't. He has a really good debut series. So I actually think they got that right. But yeah, it's weird that the lines they drew on who is and isn't in on what form they are aren't in on 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 the fringes of like yeah, as you said, Sims over Crichton or even over like a Keon. Those are the weird ones, and those are the ones you just know that if they lose this game, you know Tarek Sims is not playing Origin again. Like, yeah. you know, that if they lose this game, he's like one of the first ones they drop. Just silly. And it was weird that like Liam Martin was on the bench last year when he was a Panthers bench player. And then this year he starts at Penrith. They're first. He's been good and he wasn't going to make it. Weird. Yeah. Um, the David Clemmer thing is I, he was never going to get picked, but it is just fucking weird. The depths, like the guys they'll pick, even the camp bodies, like the other side feedy now getting picked ahead of him is just. Yeah, that one's What's hilarious. On? Like, like, I need to, Jake like, he might, like, what happened? Like, he, like, he's just clearly just persona non grata, but why? Like, I'd love to know why. I'm sure there's rumors out there. I'm sure people could tell us, yeah. but like, Jake Zafidi's having a pretty shit season. <laughs> like, I mean, when they first picked Daniel and it worked out okay, he was playing garbage. And I don't think Jacob has any chance of playing Origin this year. Like, I don't think, like, I think if there was injuries in the, say they had three guys all did their hammy tomorrow. I think they'd call up somebody else, but it's a weird camp body because like, he's not exactly young. Like he's 26. You know, I don't really think he's got an origin future, but whatever, he's got a camp body. So while he makes sense, like he'll pop, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if they threw him into a game this year because Freddie's insane. He makes sense. Uh, the white thing in the centers, as you said, the reasoning, you can kind of get behind the reasoning, but it still feels wrong. Like, you can hear, yeah, it makes sense. One game, put a veteran presence out there, whatever. And he and in Freddie's head, White's never let him down before. But White was like really poor in the centers in 2020. Yeah, didn't Remember, he miss like 11 tackles or something crazy? Like when, like, when him and Gutherson were the Him centers, and Gutherson together was a disaster. It was. And they couldn't change anything then because of the bubble. And he'd spoken about that after it. It's like he wanted to make a change, but he couldn't. It's like, so, and then you're going back to that guy? <laughs> I don't know, but he trusts Jack White, and and I think what well, I just think White's a perfect utility, like for for Origin's sake. Like the I don't like when, and I didn't like when it was going to be Nico Hines. I don't like when, in my opinion, anyway, when you have a 14th man who has no purpose unless someone gets injured. Like, what are we doing here? And that's what I thought they're going to do with Hines, but White fits that ticks that box well because he can play anywhere, and also he's a bit crazy. Uh, don't know what they'll do with Crichton. Probably just throw him on the middle at some point. Like Penrith did at the start of last year, so maybe that'll happen. But yeah, it just feels weird. I think it, it's hard. Like guys, like it was really nice to see Ryan Madison get his debut. 
you know, for example, he's a guy who's, you know, been a really good player for a number of years and refused to play in the middle for some reason. But it's always been like when he plays in the middle of the field, always been the rep quality played, sort of played there long. I'm happy for him. He was really happy. But if I almost feel sorry for guys like Stephen Crichton that your origin debut is the bench utility. Like, yeah. Because the spots are open right now because of Latrell and Tommy being out. So he's, what, his fifth drop center? Like, how good he's yeah. playing his fifth drop center in the state. And it just feels weird that, like, because I wouldn't be shocked if they played him on the wing in the origin game, right? It just feels very weird he's not getting a, a run to start. He's not like he's 19 years old. And it's not like they've been afraid of playing these guys before. Like, he's 21 and he's been playing first. He's got 65 first grade games under his belt. You know, he's been playing first grade for four years. Like, just start the guy. It's weird. And it, and it feels like, yeah. so, so if a half got injured, right? If a half gets injured next in two Wednesdays time, or next Wednesday, sorry, they would definitely move White and Crichton will go to the centers. So why the fuck did Crichton just be there? It's weird. Yeah, he absolutely should be. Um, I don't really um, get it, yeah. but I mean, any fine. other controversial picks in here? Like, I feel yeah. is never getting back in there, as you said, mate. No, like, doesn't seem that way. It just feels like they're entirely off him. We don't know the full story, but he had a weird when he got dropped in the first place. That was weird too. Yeah, uh, halves are safe. Uh, Payne Harson, Junior Borlo. It was a Borlo, but I don't know how to say it now. What was going on there? He kept saying it's, it's, a, it's a B saying, now. Is it? Is or that? Baolo. Yeah, Bossy like, kept saying, saying Borlo or something. I don't know. It's like Borlo or Baolo. Everyone says it differently. Like, I think they pretty much got the rest of the team right. Like, yeah. Cam Murray, as you, we know, he's not his best on the edge, but he does a job on the edge and he'll move in the middle. You know? Do whatever he wants, mate. Exactly right. But they can't, they need, they need Isaiah Yo there. Mm-hmm. The rest of the team's pretty good. You know, I think yeah. Madison and Ken McGill deserve their spots. And I do think, even though we spent time talking about Addo Carr and we spent time talking about guys like Sims and similar, I don't think that stuff's going to be what wins or loses the Blues the game. Like Probably not. Like Daniel Tupo's the safest in the house. house. Like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they put All competent right. guys in there. And like that team is still, a lot of people are, are looking at it and it's just one of those classic things when, when you put footy on paper and you focus on the negatives, when you focus on Tupo and Whiten and, oh, you know what? People are saying Crook's not in great form and, oh, Tarek Sims isn't in great form. When you focus on that, it's really easy to talk yourself into the Blues not being very good. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, but they still have, you know, they have the best front rower in the world. They have one of the best. They have the best two locks in the world, you know, and they have Cleary, Luai, and Tedesco. They'll be fine. They will. Um, all right, Queensland. Uh, it's weird. We've gone from... Like that 2020 season where you were running on fumes pretty much and just picking anyone who was available Yeah. to now having like genuine selection controversies at a lot of positions. Like you got guys like Corey Oates and Murray Chalangi who can feel a bit aggrieved that they missed out on spots on the mm-hmm. wing. You got Jai Arrow should be, will be very confused that he's not in the forward pack somewhere. And then, you know, even even with guys who are in the team, even Harry Grant starting on the bench as well is, is a bit of a strange one. I know he wasn't going to play any minutes anyway, but that's a bit weird. So I guess we'll start at the back line. Um, they've gone with Selwyn Cobo and Javier Quartes as the wingers. Um, mm. uh, yeah, the Cobo hype train's out of control. He was always going to get picked. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, I get sticking with Coates because he's been fine for them and he's been fine for Melbourne. But yeah, I would have I would have probably opted for Corey Oates or Murray Talangi ahead of him, just given oh, their form this year. I agree. Like, I, it's not even the fact, like, 
it's I don't think it doesn't have to be Oates. All right, I think Oates deserves a shot, but so does Talangi, and, and that's a good thing for Queensland. They're having four wingers that deserve to play Origin football. When in the past they didn't even have one. Like when when Coates got his debuts because they had nobody. Let's be real when they, when he got in there. But I'm with you. Like Xavier, the the thing Xavier going to Melbourne. I really thought he'd improve his defense and other elements of his game, and he just hasn't. And he's still. Like the try this weekend, the two manly ones, the first one that George DeFuward scores, if you rewatch that, people, it's like he's playing Dance Dance Revolution. Hmm. He jumps like left, right, left, right with his feet and then runs backwards and they score. And it's like, mate, what what is going on? Like you have no confidence in anything on defense. And yeah, he had a great try saver. Probably the best of the season. But he spends half his time turning and chasing. He doesn't know how to read the yeah, game. It's... And I just think, and he, and he, you know, I know you say he was okay in origin. I think people are forgetting how bad he was game one last year. Remember he dropped that bomb, the trail score yeah. that no one was uh, near him. That's yeah. And look, they lost by 50. So I think any bad individual yeah. performances largely get forgotten. I was they looking do. at like, I knew Corey Oates had been better than him this year. right? I knew that, yeah. but I was shocked at how much better he's been statistically. Like his running meters per game are double. His post-contact meters is like two and a half times as many. Like it's, yeah, dude. It's absurd how much better Coates has been than Xavier, Xavier Coates this year, just in terms of stats. And when you factor in the Coates plays for Melbourne as well, like, yeah, you, you would you would have expected him to just kick on, but he hasn't really. Well, I had, numbers, time, be- but yeah, like, I had numbers yeah. before they all played there over the weekend. Coates played on Thursday, so they all played 11 games at that point, right? And Coates is not above Talangi, Cobo, or Oates in one, in anything. <laughs> like, sorry, he's above in tries. Tries, tries. That's yeah. it. Yes, and it's like, like he's as you said there, mate. Like he's had a hundred meters three times all year. Coates has. That's embar- Like, it's embarrassing for a winger. It's especially like they've needed yardage the last couple of games. He has. He's had a games of 35, 54, 58, 62 run meters. Yeah, Cobber has as a winger. And, and I guess Coates. Melbourne, have, Melbourne have had some games where they've steamrolled teams, and like he's literally just been yeah. there to catch the ball and finish off backline movements, and they've had but, like no yeah. kick returns at all. But still, thirty meters in a game is just as that shouldn't winger, be happening, like, mate. It got, it got better than French out of the fucking country. <laughs> you did that, you know. <laughs> they got him out of the country. We did that shit, and it's and it's you know I know there's at some point there's a bit of a yardage chipping point. You don't really care anymore. Like it's either you're doing or you're not really, you know. And he's, the fact is, he's pretty much not doing that whatever. And then there's other things that you said, like tackle breaks, whatever, all that. But, you know, he's got 16 tackle breaks, mate. And guys like Cobo now has 57. Like, you know, yeah. Oates, and then Coach has the worst defensive numbers of them, the least meters there in half, the least meters over 20, over runs over 20 meters, diffuse well, the least kicks, the, the most short kick returns, the least kick return. How meters. many tackle like, breaks did you say everything. he had, sorry? Who? Coates. He has 16. Six- that's far. All right, Alex Johnson. Winger people, is fucked, Alex Johnson, who people think is like this guy that just catches the ball and falls over the line unmarked, has forty-one. Yes, David Coates has sixteen. Like, and like it's hard to score eleven tries and only break sixteen tackles because generally, you know, when you score a try and you drag like a guy's tackling as he goes yeah, over. It's a, yeah, it's a, that's a broken a tackle. tackle. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard to score eleven tries and have eleven and only have sixteen tackle breaks, and he's he's found a way. And like, it's not that I don't like Xavier Coates. I don't think he has an origin future, but it's like he was in there because there was nobody else, right? And he yeah. was dropped at Brisbane last year. He was so poor at Brisbane, he got dropped. It wasn't, it's not that he was, him leaving is part of it, right? He wouldn't have dropped, he wasn't leaving, but like someone Cobo essentially took his job at the Broncos. And yeah, Cobo's playing this one, but it just feels strange that like 
didn't seem to matter how well Oates and Talung you played this year when Coates really hasn't locked in that origin jersey with his performances because like he's at fault for a ton of the tries Queensland's conceded last year and he has got good at- good potential and I'm sure we'll see him drop a bomb that he probably should have caught for a try this week but it just feels like the right call for origin would have been one of those other two guys and if he wasn't at Melbourne I reckon it would have been would have been made the call being one of the other guys especially the fact he's playing on the left wing mate how they couldn't go to like okay I'll get it not Corey Oates tell Lange over him with with Holmes then I don't get that so yeah. we'll see how it goes. But um, yeah, yeah moving further forward in the team, I mean, both of us would have picked Ben Hunt, but that was never going to happen. Realistically, yes. was it? Yeah. Um, Shout out to someone Cobbler again though. Before we move on, like mate, like the diff- mm. he would he was really have, shit the first couple of weeks. Of the first season. four weeks, he wouldn't have made the the residents team, you know. <laughs> and then he's been so good since. He's like they didn't. Yeah. He wasn't even no one. No one's really questioned yeah, yeah. It other than saying he's young. But yeah, shout out to him. If current Selwyn Cobbler had played against Josh Mansour in round one, he would have got six or seven tries. So yeah. I'm glad that he was shit that day. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Cherry Evans was going to play. Cam Munster's awesome. No dramas there. Um, yeah. Ben Hunt's starting at nine. And look, I understand that Harry Grant's not going to play 80 minutes anyway, right? And so the idea is that he comes on after 25, 30 minutes, whatever, and Ben Hunt can play the positions, all that stuff. Fine. But if you look at games one and two last year, the games were over within half an hour. Like yeah. New South Wales were out to unassailable leads in both of those first two games. And so if you know that, you would presumably want your best 13 on the field in those important opening exchanges where you literally lost the series last year. So, and I like Ben Hunt a lot. I love Ben Hunt. We're very so pro Ben Hunt podcast. But Harry Grant is behind Damien Cook, probably the best nine in the world at the moment. So, like, I don't know why you would not start him in this game. Yeah, and I'm, I'm still not sure that he won't start as well. That's right, because I know that he's not in camp yet. So the, he had he had really that really bad flu. Everyone's had the the magic round flu. Oh, he's had that. Yeah. I know you that. Had that. So he so he's not in camp yet. So I'm not sure he won't start anyway. But I'm with you 100 on that matter. It's like my thing with the Broncos. How like when Corey Pags comes on, we win. It's like you know you there's like another option. You can like just start with that. Like that's a thing you can do. You're allowed. Nobody's stopping you from doing that. There's not a rule against it. <laughs> I'm with you on the Harry Grant stuff. Like in theory, it sounds great, right? Like, oh, we save a sub. We bring Harry Grant on. And he plays like the last fifty straight. We save a sub. But like, man, half the time in Origin, they save the subs anyway. Like, because all the guy, the coaches that do Origin aren't you? Aren't your first grade coach it up? Do every week. Remember, we've, how many games have we seen when Freddie's taking someone off and forgot about him? Yeah, you know, like it just happens. Like they get to the end of the game, like and the guys at that level, I know it's it's a fast pace and fitness does wear away. But they, like a lot of those guys are sixty minute players, right? So I don't think you need to worry about the sub. Like I just think if you you know Harry, I do agree Harry Grant. Like the way he plays and he got gas in Origin last year and the flu's an issue. Just bring Ben Hunt on after after thirty and sub Harry Grant back on with like twenty like twenty to go. It's fine. Just use yeah. the two subs. Like, you know, when you, for example, like, you know, when they do, when they have rotations in the, in the NRL, right, there's usually three guys rotating on and off plus the other position. Well, Queens that only have two middle forwards on the bench. So instead of your second sub being the other middle, right, because Nano is going to come on and not go off, you know, he'll come on on one edge and it'll be straight swap with Kurt, with Capewell or Kafusi. The sub you save there, mate, that's just Ben Hunt back off the field. It's not that hard. Yeah. I agree. So I think I think you should. Uh, this one, I'm with you 100, man. Grant should start. Yeah. Fuck this bullshit. Come on, run around, run around, tied forwards. Forwards are tied five minutes in. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. Um, like he set he set up Cam Munster like this week and then another try. Like Jerome Hughes, well, like they both happened in the first like yeah when minutes. he they when they beat South in round two I think they had that length oh, yeah. of field tries after about twenty minutes when he rounded yeah. a tired Keon Kalamatangi and got around him but yeah. anyway um how I mean look um, this might be cynical of me but I feel like David Fafita's injury that's now ruling him out for a couple of weeks uh I feel like that's only happened as a consequence of him not mm-hmm. being picked for Origin and I feel like he 100%, would mate. probably be playing origin this week if he'd been picked rather than be having ankle issues that is a more egregious pick than any of the ones the blues yeah let's just for the record let's just treat it like he's not been let's just treat it like he's been dropped and that way it's easy i 100 believe that because he he definitely played injured last week right definitely yeah to prove he could play origin yes and they didn't pick him because if he was already injured we would have heard about beforehand we would yeah. have, or the blue Queens would have said they didn't pick him because he was injured, whatever. But he came out yeah. injured after, and it's just honestly, it's just the rehab that he would have had if Origin wasn't coming. Yeah, and, and look, it's an egregious pick, mate. It's, it's ridiculous. He's look, uh, uh, we know the Titans stink, but I, I not since the Halcyon days of like Ben Hunt's first couple of years at the Dragons have we seen one man be so unfairly blamed for a team being bad yes. as Dave Favita has been blamed for the Titans being bad. Mate, it's ridiculous. Like he's been, he's he's got like. I looked at it in his own half. He has like seven. Is it own half? Like seven line breaks and line break assists from his own half. Mm. As a back, it's quite good. Yeah, not. And, not and look, we we know the fucking. We know that the volume isn't there, especially when they're losing. We know that, but who gives a shit? The guy can win you games on on his it, own. Yes, exactly, and. He's, I get why well, they wouldn't have started him, right? I get that. He'd come up from injury, whatever. But we even saw it this weekend, mate. He came, he went on for the Titans. 11 they, they men had, scored. They had a 11 try. men. I don't think he scored, by the way, but neither do I. <laughs> but he scored a try to 11 men from going from dummy half. And that's just it. Like, again, people talk about Harry Grant coming on against tied forwards. Dave Fafita is the same fucking thing, mate. Mm. Him come on against tied forwards and then he beats one, one guy, physical, physically one on one, and that's it. He could win you the game. Uh, uh, and I love Nanai. I love Nanai. He's so awesome. Why? But what the fuck? It's still crazy. It is, mate. Like Nanai still has. He has. That's the other thing. Like, there's not a million dollar failure at Origin. That shouldn't fucking matter. But yeah, Nanai has more should. holes in his game than Fafita does. Nobody cares about them. He's a much worse defender. A much worse. Much worse defender. Has had some games where he's had some awful halves that, that he has made up for, but like that game other week when he had like three errors yeah. and two. Oh, I was gonna say he's half. more he's I, he's definitely more temperamental than Fafita as well. Like he's yeah, he's prone he to brain explosions at a far greater extent. So yes. yeah, and most of his good work has come on like a lot of his tries have come on chasing kicks too, right? At the end, back in the games and similar. and that's not really going to happen in Origin. Yeah, yeah you're gonna you really Boards aren't scoring out. tries off kicks in or it doesn't happen very often. Yeah, you really gonna catch out Tedesco. Yeah, like maybe, but also the other thing that's part of my what thing I think the Blues are too worried about. Like DCE is a great club player. I everyone knows my feelings about him at Origin. He shouldn't be near the team again ever. But you name me, the like three good kicks he put in at Origin. Like I dare you to find me the three good like the tactical kicks he put in. The best kick that's happened in the Origin Queens in the last like four years is Cam Munster at the back of a break kicking across field. They they're worried about nothing. Like and that's what I think. Nano, it's like there's cl- there's clearly a good plan at the Cowboys and maybe. DCA has been good kicking at Olakawadu. Maybe they have a plan at that, but do you really, I don't really want a game plan around like kicking to a back rower off the bench on fifth tackle in the 70th minute. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. Is that what, that's what we're relying on. Um, that's his best asset. Like, and, and then 
Yeah. He yeah. should be in camp 100%. Nanai should be in camp. He shouldn't be in the team. Um, Only because of Fafita. And look, again, I don't want to sound like I'm biased, but I think Jairo has been South's best forward this year because Camaro's missed yeah. games. And having loyalty to Lindsay Collins, but not Jairo, when I think Arrow's had a much better season so far than Collins, is strange. The Lindsay Collins loyalty is also strange because he only played one Origin series and it was two years ago. Mm. Like, this is a recall for Lindsay Collins. He was out last year. And I, again, I really like Lindsay Collins. Queensland has good problems out. They have lots of good players. Yeah. But like Lindsay hasn't had a great year. And when they've upped his minutes, his performances dipped the last few weeks. He's working his way out from injury. You know, maybe, maybe he's the guy who get comes in in another week or two. And I get the dumb, no one cares about COVID breach anymore. But apparently that might factor in Aaron not getting picked. Didn't stop the blues after saying they never picked Coruscant again, putting Coruscant in the in the squad, or saying he'd be the next drop after Cook. But uh like hundred percent Arrow should be there. That's the other one. Arrow should be there. And my, my main worry, and I, like, I'm glad Collins is coming off the bench. I didn't like the original idea that Cotter would be off the bench. I looked at the bench. I was like, are we really like bringing like Cotter and Carrigan off the bench, like two workhorses and just have no impact? But I feel like Arrow should be starting for that team or maybe off the bench or Tino off the bench just for impact reasons. And uh, yeah, it, feel, it feels really, I feel real sorry for him that what he's beat costed because what he plays on the edge a bit now. Is that what it is? He just lost, lost his job. I don't really get it. I don't like it. I mean, it's good for South when he wanted to play next Thursday, Friday night. So he'll be able to play and he won't have to back up. Is it not a positive that the fact he plays on the edge for South now, right, is that we don't need to pick an edge on the bench? I would have thought so. Like, like if you're not picking a feeder, whatever, Nanai, yes, should be in camp. But where Nanai's spot is, Arrow should be Mm. there because he'd be in the forward rotation. And if you need to put him on the edge, you can go on the edge. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I hate that. Like, uh, I, I can't get past Rafita then, mate. Like, the difference... is the people, worst one, I think. People saying, oh, he hasn't been a difference maker always at Origin whatever. It's like, he's still... It's young. kind of annoying because like, obviously... They smashed last year. Yeah. It's, like, obviously, for work, I couldn't just say that, like, he's not injured. So I couldn't include him in that thing I wrote. But yeah, yeah. it's it's ridiculous. Like, he, he 2020, he missed the series with injury, right? Last year, Queensland got pummeled. So people are writing off his origin career, right, based on him coming off the bench in 2019 in his second year in the NRL. Like, what are we doing here? Like I said, people say that stuff like, oh, he wasn't that good in origin anyway. Like, what, what, are we, what are you saying? <laughs> like, he was supposed to be the bench forward that won you an origin series off the, I don't know. But yeah, so, sorry, I got to correct that number. I said earlier, seven line breaks, line breaks is outside the opposition 30. So it's still like 20. So he's still out at whatever. But he's like a dude that creates things on his own in the back row. I don't know why he isn't there. Yeah. And they've just seemed to not have to address it, mate. People have been so up in arms about Ado Car that they're not, no one's talking about Fafita not getting it there. Like people, like people have got so stuck on that narrative of him failing to live up to the price tag that people think he shouldn't be in origin. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I mean, Ben Hunt missed origin 1.2. God fucking Paul Green. But it, it is the one good sign here is how far Queensland has come. As you mentioned, mate, like a couple of years ago, like some of the players, they, they had to play. They didn't have any choice, right? Like when they, when they were giving caps out to guys like, uh, like Joe O and Jared Wallace kept playing origin because they had no one. They kept picking Dylan Napa because they had no one. Like, it's a, they've come a long way in that in that regard, 
but I still feel real sorry for like quality guys like Fafita not making it. And maybe he's back in for game two. But if they win, he's not going to be back in for game two, is he? No, not at all. I mean, 2020, we, that was different because of all the injuries. But yeah, like Dynamo we played Origin for Christ's sake. But this is a team that over the last couple of years have had to like, Ethan Lowe did a great job, right? But he was like in there with all the injuries in 2019. They played like Corey Norman played, M. Bice played Origin, Joe O, Philip Sami played 2020. Right, like, and then so did that year. Like, so did um, Dynamis, as we said, and Corey Allen, Edric Lee, Branko Lee. Like, they really had to hand some caps out, <laughs> like, to to fill that squad out. And now they have some depth and some options. And we've gone to a place like, remember last year, people wanted to like play Reese Walsh. Yeah, he's not even mentioned, and nobody cares. Snubbed, <laughs> snubbed. But yeah, that that squad, but the team does look good. I'm happy for like Ruben Cotter. Yeah. I think they got it right starting him, even though I don't think I think like Collins and Carrigan are better than him. But I think Cotter starting is right because he's he's high work rate defensively. But you know, Ruben Cotter's yep. learned that spot. Tino and Papali, good props. And Carrigan Carrigan redemption arc, very strange. Very good on him. Good on him. He's been very good this year. Yeah. So the super coach merchants were right, and we were wrong. All they were, they were, they were. I own that. And uh, and bloody Tom Dearden being 18th man surprised me too. When he was in the squad, I'm like, that's cool. And I saw him 18th man. I was like, like fuck, really? Like get get him in over DCA. Why not? Why not? I mean, yeah, God, I want Ben Hunt to play over DCA. Won't happen. Mm, But it won't. Yeah, but it feels weird that that's Tom Dearden. I was thinking, surely he's not Queensland's fourth drop half because Ben Hunt's next drop. Yeah, but I guess like like do they the other guy Sam Walker right? Do they pick yeah. Dean over Sam Walker? I guess, I guess yeah, they do yeah. Like I think Sam Walker is a better player, but also he's a he's like he's still physically built like a child, so they probably wouldn't pick him for Origin yet. Hey, yeah, no, probably not. But, all right, but, yeah. um, but anyway, all right. Do we, so we'll, we'll pick next week? Yeah, we'll we'll do we'll do Monday recording next week. We'll, we might have a guest or something and just do some previews for the yeah, game proper then because there might be team changes, injuries between now and then anyway. So we'll see. Plus, we do have some games from last week to talk about that people do care about. We'll skim through the first couple. Uh, the Storm Pump, Manly, who gives a shit? Do you care? No, nobody cares. Oh, no, well, sorry. Uh, some people do care. <laughs> yeah, but oh, great. The st- the, yeah, great. Uh, yeah. Penrith, Penrith uh, killed the Cowboys hype train. Um, I mean, that, that, I mean, that's one of those games that like the Cowboys yeah. played really well to not lose by more. <laughs> yeah, legit. Like, they should have got absolute shit. But I mean, your your boy. Oh, yeah. Actually, no. I want to. I want to address this before we move on. Yeah. Uh, you you decry my man Alex Johnston constantly. You call him a catch and fall merchant. Um, all your beloved Isaac Tago had to do, Mitchell, was catch the ball and fall over the trial yes, line. He, he couldn't not. do it. Couldn't oh, well, do it. Young, still, still learning. I've got a, I've got a many example it, of Alex Johnston bombing tries too, mate. Harder you know that. than it looks, isn't no, it? No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> well. <yeah. laughs> Yes, there was uh, two. There's a really bad one. I think it was Dean Naremia in the Storm game as well. So I had a yeah, couple. Of, oh, I God. took a couple of victory laps on people not being able to catch and fall. It was great. That vibe really hard at uh, Dean Naremia too. It was like oh, he's he's not great. He's um, not. I can't believe he's still like I can't believe they didn't try somebody else at this point. Yeah, but uh, anyway, but the we got to we got to move on to this crazy game last Friday night. Um, the Broncos' winning streak rolls on. The Titans are who we thought they were. I, I mean, look. When they were down to 11 players and they won that period 6-4, even I, who has seen the Titans fuck everything up a billion times, was like, oh, they might get through this now. They've come through the hardest bit unscathed. They'll, they'll be all right. No. 
And I want to start with, because, I mean, I was working, so I'm watching the press conference, and I could not believe what Tino Fasumawali said. And if people didn't see it, Dude, they asked him about... one of the great presses. It's, it's amazing. They're fucking morons, both of them. I feel bad, because he seems like a really nice dude, and he clearly cares, and I like all that stuff, but... This shows why he probably shouldn't be the captain and it's probably a little bit emblematic of what, what their problems are. So people didn't see this, right? So um, the Broncos scored a try. Then they went for the short kickoff. He was the one that was closest to the ball, didn't make a play at it. The Broncos got it, scooped it up, scored again. So they scored two tries in 60 seconds. But mm-hmm. they asked him about this play. Why did you go short? So first of all, Justin Holbrook called it dumb. And then Tino mm-hmm. interjects and said, it was my fault. I saw a gap and told Jermaine to kick short. And then they said, oh, well, why didn't you pick the ball up? And he said, I didn't realize I could pick it up if it bounced and then went 10 meters. I thought I had to wait till it bounced again, bounced again. or I could touch it. And, and I was like, presumably you've seen every other short kickoff in history where the ball is caught on the full by mm-hmm. the, the team who kicked it when they recover it. Like every, no. literally probably 100% of short kickoffs ever. Presumably you've seen that before, Tino. But anyway, no. I don't know. He got confused. Didn't play the ball, and then that obviously swung the game massively in Brisbane's favor. They went over that, ran in a couple of late tries to really blow the scoreline out. But that moment is just so quintessentially Titans. It's it's beautiful, mate. The whole press conference is bonkers. Like people yeah. should watch that because the other weird thing about it too is like Holbrook was just like, <laughs> he's like, shirking. oh, if we're good, it's if we're good, it's on me. If we suck, it's not. <laughs> like- yeah, he was, and he kept saying we were up eighteen 0 and in complete control of the game. He kept repeating that. But he was saying, oh, you guys could blame coaching if we were down like 30 nil. But I got them to 18 nil. And they yep. did all these dumb things. And and the, he's right. The two Simbins, you can't blame him for that. The two, two of the he dumbest said Simbins. one is one of the dumbest ones I've ever seen. The Sam McIntyre one was so dumb because he knew he was getting Simbin as well. Yep. He was <laughs> off the field instantly. So he didn't need did to do you... it either. They were like on the Brisbane 30. Like, it's, it's, it's also, it's Tyson Gamble. Like even if he makes a line break, mate, you might catch him. You know, like, but yeah, he Terrible. did it. And then the Eastern Master one was so dumb because it was like the fourth push down. He was mm. yelling. He, he the re, like Sutton so loves his own whistle. Didn't want to Sutton do it. Did not want to do it. And then he had to do it. So dumb. But they said they won that period of the game. And it's just the most Titans thing ever to lose that. And last year they lost to us twenty two nil up. That was the Broncos' biggest ever twenty two up against the Raiders earlier this year. I think it was Raiders' yeah. biggest ever yeah. comeback. Yeah. yeah, Bronco. And then this year again, Broncos' second biggest ever comeback is now this game. And the thing is, even how bad it went in the first half, I never thought we were out of the game because it's not because I thought we could like we were any good, because it's the Titans. Yeah. I never thought we were out of it. And the things that Tino said, and the, what he said uh, on top of what he said about the, the short kickoff, he admitted he he called for it as a ki- as as a shortcut. Like they were feeling lazy. He was feeling like tired, and, he, and it was a shortcut. It was a cheap way to try and get the ball back. Like and. It's one of those things, mate. That's why he shouldn't be the captain. You know, great. Like, he wants to be the captain. His first half, by the way, was phenomenal. It was amazing. Unbelievable. The captain can't be advising a team to take shortcuts up by fucking 14. Yeah. That should have been, the short kickoff should have been a brain explosion someone else called or Jermaine called it, but the captain calls for it. Then, for some reason, as you said, Bungard, like 99% of kickoffs don't bounce. But he thought for some reason, because it bounced already, it had to bounce again before he could touch it. So he watched Corey Pakes grab, grab it. And then the fun, the funny thing is Brisbane got lucky in this sense because usually um, Adam Reynolds is where Jordan Ricky is. 
but Reynolds wasn't playing, so Ricky was there. If Adam Reynolds is there, we're not we don't score because like, he's not fast enough. Mm. But Ricky's there, we score. But it's like, mate, like it was a fourteen point comfortable lead that happens, and they mentally they 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 shattered. They're fragile, mate. Yeah. Like they rolled over. Like Asako's bomb, he dropped next. When he kicked it with his ankle, with his shins, jumped in the air, hit it with his shins. We score. We end up winning by eleven. Yeah, it's crazy. Like embarrassing, and like the just he scored thirty one unanswered points after half time, right? It's twenty four to four at half time. Yeah, when we didn't, yeah. uh, and Martin didn't score to the fifty second minute. Yeah, it's thirty one points in half an hour, whilst yep. down by twenty. And you know what? We were comfortable from the seventieth minute. We were yeah. we were comfortable with, with ten minutes. They to never go. looked like scoring again. Yeah, they didn't, and they took for, and even then they took for feeder off with ten to go as well. And like That's he can bizarre. talk about not coaching whatever he wants to say, mate, but. Watching that game, you know, he watched he watched the Broncos take that lead, right? It was whatever, 24 to 8, whatever. You don't have to react yet. The Broncos score and get up to get to 24-16. Yeah. And then three minutes later, Herbie scores. It's two-point difference, 20 minutes left, and that's when he makes him in the changes. Mm. So, mate, it's too late. You can talk about coach all you want. You stuck to your little your plans in the changes. You were the game was getting away from you, and you left at that period. Like he had Isaac Lee off, Jared Wallace off, and I think he, and Sexton came back as well at that period. It's like, mate, it's too late. And he couple and whatever. It's all the players' fault apparently, but that happened. Yeah, and then yeah, Kurt Capewell scores, Ezra Mam scores. Like the pass from Mam on the the Capewell try. Oh, it's fantastic! Was, was, was fantastic. Um, um, but yeah, yeah just they nice are just, they're an they're embarrassment. Just, they are ridiculous. And look, I mean, again, it's the Titans, so no one cares. If this was a Sydney team or the Broncos or something, like heads would be rolling. But people cared on the night because but they forgot about it by the next day. Yeah. He said Tito had one of the best halves anyone's had this year and they lost. It's and amazing. Like, and mate, Toby Sexton was like that, that's one if he didn't get if injured, he was on then fire, they, they, uh, they probably win. Yeah. Maybe. But he was on fire. But yeah, and then I just laughed. Jermaine Asako making comments this week. He was getting better coaching up there. Yeah. So where you, Jermaine? Yeah, well, you weren't getting coached enough. Better captaincy, not so better much coaching. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's right. just why. Like, yeah. that's part of the recruitment problem, though, right? When you put a guy like they didn't find same thing in Brisbane, it was shit, right? Like they have young guys who aren't ready to be captains as captains, and you don't understand the impact on the si- sideline sometimes. And then you wonder why that team's taking shortcuts. Like, mate, the fucking captain wants to take shortcuts. <laughs> like, if they, like, there's no way that. Quality captains on a team up by fourteen, and thinking, "Fuck, how can we stop this?" You know, let's let's try. No, they're thinking, shot. just kick it to the corner kick and we'll fucking tackle them, and we'll be right. Yeah. We'll keep them down there and get the ball back, and we'll we'll wrap this game up. So it's bad, yeah. but we should talk about before moving on. We'll talk about it here, Payne Haas stuff. Oh yeah, let's do that. Um, booed, roundly booed, boo earns. Fatty told saying... him to drop off on the commentary, and you know what? He's right. Uh, mate, no, look, the... I mean. Yeah, it, it's a, to I, it, yeah. So bizarre saga. He's fighting with his previous management, re- rejects, wants a contract extension, doesn't get it. I mean, he clearly didn't phone it in because he played brilliantly in this game. Uh, um, but just a weird saga. Now, like a couple of hours before we started recording, there was new reports that he's now staying at Brisbane and he's going to stick with his current deal. So I guess, <laughs> yep, good for you. I guess it's weird, like because he requested a release and. Obviously, I've spent way too many hours talking about this last couple of weeks, but it was like, well, they're never releasing it. Yeah, so that was weird. But it's just like, obviously, 
I'm requesting people, that you give me a million dollars. Yeah. And if people don't know, he's, his current management of the All Brothers and his new management would be uh, Tyron Smith officially, but Tyron Smith's the guy who represents the people like Coda Nasa, Anthony Mundine, Sonny B. Williams camp. So that's who he's getting advised by. And when I saw this happen, mate, I was honestly like, mate, Painhouse needs to just go to like a contract lawyer and get advice from someone who doesn't stand a benefit from this because this terrible advice all around. Quite obviously, he, the first contract he got, he doesn't like that. I get it. He signed it when he was young and he's, it's, he's 750. I think it was 750 this year, 800 next year, 850 year after he's getting paid, which to him is unders. And it's been unders in the year prior and he wants a better deal. I get that. I get that he was tricked by that. But there's nothing you can do about it, mate. Like, and Brisbane are in good faith trying to upgrade you, which might, many teams wouldn't at this period. But like, then his management wanting to release that, that that's not benefiting you, Payne. That's benefiting them because the new management wants you to get out of your current contracts. If you sign a new contract, they get commission. They don't get any commission currently. The new commission currently goes to the All Brothers. So they they don't get if he signs a B three extension, which he's not going to. They're, they said they're going to talk on the off season. The new managers only get commission from you know th- three years time it's good that he's he, getting advice from the best and brightest too yeah he need like that's what was the main thing i thought was i like, mean this guy doesn't understand he even said he didn't realize the public backlash he'd get for doing that so yeah mate you just the other guy the the requesting releasing is just well they wanted a reaction they got it and uh it wasn't as good as he'd liked and maybe he's learned a lesson there but he just needs some advice from because obviously brisbane wants something out of him too right brisbane do he's managed to need someone who doesn't have anything to gain just to have a conversation with him yeah, I All mean, right. but the booze, in general, mate, when I wouldn't have booed him, but they're fair. With like, yeah, I mean, when you see people getting involved with like the Coda NASA camp, you immediately start yeah. getting a bit apprehensive. Which yeah, mate, and is- and you know that's and the thing I know as a Brisbane fan, this isn't going away. Like, I know they've now said they're going to negotiate again in the off season, which is whatever. He's got years left. The weird thing is, like, paying the stuff he asked for, mate. Have you seen all that? He wanted uh, release clauses based on ladder position. What? Okay. So that's so and and so the other weird thing is Danny Wilder is reporting it, and that's how you know it's from Coda NASA too, because it would never Broncos never come to Wilder, but Payne Haas News does, and that's Coda NASA's camp. But uh he wanted the way they saw an extension was his current deal. So was it about adding years to it? I think it was adding one year to his current deal, but they wanted to up his money to over a million dollars, as we know, but also add that he can get next year will be a top eight release. Yeah, year after top six, year after top four. That's bonkers. That's that's insane. What club would sign that? No, None. no NRL club would sign that, mate. It's absolutely not. Like all it takes is one other, like one person, like one injury. injury. Like Adam Reynolds gets injured next year, so yeah. Payne Haas leaves. Great. Yeah, he's like, oh sweet, I'm out of here. And he's all all I want to do is win. It's like, mate, they're winning now, and like it does. Like you know, this is the best team you've been a part of. What are you talking but, about? But mate, if you make a million dollars, it's actually a lot on your back to win the win the games. You know, like the club has to put things around there, do, but it's like maybe if you want for well, clauses on winning, why don't you ask for, hey, if we make top four, give me 200K. I'll, get, yeah. I'll take a million. You give me that 200K bonus, we make the top four. Maybe the club would have done that. Maybe. Well, Corey Parker wrote in his column this week that uh, they should release him immediately, cut him loose. Mate, all the old boys were furious. <laughs> like, to be fair to Corey Parker, man, he is from that generation. Like, yeah, the last I, couple, get the, last I get the logic years, behind it. The last few years, Broncos players have walked out freely and whatever, and there hasn't been much stay for value because why would you? But Corey Parker is one of those guys who like cut his teeth, 
you know, sat on the bench for like four years, hung around forever, took shit money to stay at the Broncos. Yep. So they can't fucking stand guys like what Payne Haas is doing now. He's got three years left on good money and does this it, stuff. It, it's a it's a it's a very weird tightrope that we walk, right? Because obviously player agents are largely scum mm-hmm. and they don't make they don't have any positive impact on the sports that they're involved in. That's true across the board, more or less. Yep. Um, but at the same time, we don't like seeing the players taken advantage of by clubs yep, that agree. are worth a hundred times as much money as any player ever could be. So it's a tricky situation that we're in when we have a, a, a case like this where I'm kind of not on the player's side. And I think he's definitely yeah, done either. the wrong thing. So yeah, and everyone weird. turned on that. And that's the funny thing, mate, is that they've totally read it, read it wrong, his, his camp. But like no, no, nobody was in favor of what he did. Like no one was like good on your pain hmm. because you because again they offered him they offered him a million dollars a year, mate. Like it wasn't like they told him to fuck off and not upgrading. They're already doing something that a lot of clubs wouldn't do. They want they're going to upgrade his current deal. Offered him a million bucks a year, like and he said no. And then the way well, to say no wasn't yeah. like to renegotiate. It's publicly demanding a release and then yeah. also denying it. It was weird. Like he hasn't once answered the question about. Did he ask for a release? He just said other different things. And, you know, one day it's not about the money. It's about winning. The other day it was, it was about, it was about how up. he wasn't treated as well as other players with the off-field stuff. Yeah, which has nothing to do with Broncos punishment. Like, they're just all dumb things. It's just things he's been told to say that yeah. sound much smarter to the idiot who says them, who isn't tuned in to the rest of the game, obviously. Yeah. Like, and- I thought um, I thought Kevy handled it pretty well when they asked him about it post-game as well. I think he did. He's he's done. He's 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 done a good no, job with good, the media. He's good stuff. at those kind of questions, mate. He's yeah. pretty good at handling the, the off off field rumor. Like you know, he's always said he wants to keep those players, but he was he, he said that man. His job is to coach Payne Haas, not his job to re-sign him. Yeah, you know, his job so. is to get the best out of Payne Haas. And Payne, the weird thing about Payne Haas, mate, and you said it there is like he's never dogged on the field for the Broncos, like ever. Given all no. the reasons to dog on the field, ever the on field player does not match the off field character. At all. It's very strange. It's so weird. And he came out in that game. He didn't expect to be booed, got booed. Looked like he was going to cry in the post-match. Probably will never forget it. Because it's, I think he's... It might be first... good for him. It might it be might good. Be. Like, genuinely, it might be. It might well, make him realize. Because he's obviously getting bad advice from bad people who are yeah. saying things like, oh, you should just ask for a release. Just, you know, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll hold the club around all this shit. He's realized that the public are not going to back him on that. I don't, and I don't think he did realize that. Until yeah. he got booed. I think it might yeah. actually serve as a wake-up call to him on how to sort That's of it, conduct mate. himself. Well, because he I genuinely believe he doesn't want to leave either. So he keeps saying that. Like, because if you if you're in the camp who wants to not, not honor a contract, you're in the right camp. Like those guys will find you fucking backdoor to some other country to play some other sport, but he doesn't want to do that shit. Flanker you know? for Stade Francais next yeah. week if he wants. And to. the other thing, I do also believe for them it's not fully about the money. I think a lot of it's about the status. I think he's in that camp that they don't want Payne Haas to make X. They want Payne Haas to be the highest paid player in the game. That's the bar they set. They don't set... Like, if someone else is making 1.3, they want 1.35. Yeah. That's the bar I believe they set. Because these are the same guys, if you remember. Like, when Sonny Bill got out of his dog's contract, Mundine paid, like, $700,000 to the Bulldogs, like, back then. Like, just covered his contract fees. It's not fully about the money. That's why I do believe that. It's not fully about the money. A lot of it's about the status and the power. It's, but yeah, yeah, mate, pain like this. This saga is not over. Like a million dollars is uncomfortable for a for, for a forward, 
but I've come around on the originally I saw it, I was like, fuck, I don't even want to pay him a million. Uh, I've come around like, you know, you know what? Like he's not just a, a prop. He's an absolute freak of nature in the sense of the, the things he does that are more than just run meters. Like we've all seen the effort plays as him. He's awesome. He's fantastic. He's awesome. Whatever. He's the fittest human alive. Give him the million. But mate, once you start pushing and pushing, it's like, just fuck. There is off. obviously there is a tipping point. Yeah. And but, they also said stuff like, you didn't want to yeah. sign a six year deal because this was a bad six year deal. So mate, like, you can't be that binary of a thinker, can you? Like your know, current man. agent, his current deal is bad for him now, right? I don't when think it's that bad, it, really. No, when yeah. he signed, well, because it was back ended, right? He got like two fifty yeah. the first year when he was paying like six hundred dollars, six hundred k player, whatever. But like when he signed it, his managers did a great job. Like I know they're bits coming, but they got him a good deal. They got him six years, five hundred k a year as a guy who hadn't played first grade. And I know he didn't want to be locked in that again because it capped his earning potential at the end of it. But, mate, like, that's security. That's what security brings. And the difference yep. with his next contract is he doesn't want to sign six years. There's, there's no cap rise coming, mate. And if it does, it's not going to be big. There's not going to be a day that, like, if, you sign, if he signs a six-year $1 million deal, right, or $1.2 million deal, there won't be a day in the next six years he goes, fuck, I'm worth two. The cap went up so much, I'm worth $2 million. Yeah. It's not. It's if it goes up, it'd be, it'd be worth like 100k more, maybe. It's just a lot of garbage. And it seems as you said, like he's maybe taking some bad advice, maybe learned a few lessons, but it's not over. He's in that camp. The saga isn't over. And uh, you know, I just it just feels like to me, even if he does, he's, he's going to stay for this deal. I don't think he's going to let him out of it. And he's not a multi-sport athlete. He can't go box and he can't go play union. He could play union, but he's not in the shape to play union in the backs. And it's much easier, harder to go play as a forward. And like when Sonny Bill went and played Union, by the way, it was only like 100K a year more than it was at the Bulldogs. It was just whatever. Dumb yep. shit. That Code and Ass was demanding the whole contract up front. That was what it was for <laughs> Sonny Bill. Uh, in, in the but yeah, I know we're going to move on. But uh, yeah. Payne, like I just, for me, it's like, as a Brisbane fan, if he stays with those guys, he probably will. It just feels like it's not going to end. He, it's, it's not, not going to end. It's inevitable well. he, doesn't, he doesn't finish his career at Brisbane. Yeah. Code and NASA's yeah. camp is not about keeping you at the same place for this whole time on the decentish money. It's about making yeah. you into some superstar. It'll be boxing in a fucking year's time. <laughs> no doubt. Um, yeah, but he has to rebrand his lucky house if he wants to be a boxer, I think. Yes, which is the great, greatest middle name of all time. But yeah, yes, fuck the Titans. It, it was good fun. Agreed. Uh, Sean Johnson should probably retire. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> We've come in hot. I'm um, being harsh, but they fucking, yeah. they're terrible. Yeah. Holy he shit, had, they're he bad. Put, he, put, he put a good kick in and then he was dreadful in this game. Dreadful. And he's had a couple of bad weeks in a row, hasn't he, old Sean? Yeah. Uh, the Knights won. Congratulations. All your problems are solved. You beat the Warriors. Um, I mean, isn't it like this Warriors team? I mean, she's from the stuff <laughs> Brownie was saying. We might as well talk about that too. Brownie talking yeah, yeah. about how like, he's also not committed to New Zealand, moving to New Zealand. And it's like, are you going to, are you going to walk out? Like, are you good? You think you're you think you're good enough to quit? <laughs> like, <laughs> my God, it's like he just wants him to resign if he's going to New Zealand so bad. But saying that so publicly about going to New Zealand, like, mate. Okay, and then mate, we have to talk about the Matt Lodge stuff. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, we got so just, much stuff this week. There's two alphas, it's mate. There's two alphas. Just like me and you, if, and at the pub. Just a couple, couple of couple alphas. alphas. You know what? Every time we're sitting there yelling about Alex Johnson to other, I'm just sitting back. I think, how good is this? It's a couple of alpha males that's just what, going that, at that, it. That's what the listeners are just thinking about. Like, mate, two silverbacks just having a clash. Jeez. <laughs> a couple of big boys just going yeah. at it. Locking but, horns. But I said on the podcast last week before that came out, I was like, I'm telling you, he did not leave a dollar on the table. And you were it right. turns out he hasn't left a dollar on the table because that's who he is. And... Uh, <laughs> now he's 
playing number eight for Bond University or some yeah, shit. I'll tell you what, <laughs> like how happy were they about the Payne Haas news? Oh yeah, they they they're big winners. Like it'd come out that during the day about um what's he, what's his naming and the owner. Oh, I forget. I remember the quote that we got told that he's apparently yes. have said, which we obviously can't say on here. But if yeah, that's true, yeah. lordy, good yeah, lord. It's, um, Cameron George is the CEO. Yeah, yeah. I forget the I forget the owner's name. God. So do I. But, it's not important. John but, Q Warriors the third. Um, yeah, they're in an argument. He, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, yeah, they're they're the they're the real winners in the pain. Mark Robinson, that's it. About. There you go. Yeah. Um. The Mad Butcher, that's his name. But the best part about what he was saying, mate, is like, um, it's like, oh, we, ha- we haven't got cat problems when someone asked about it. So we wouldn't release him if we had cat problems. It's like, no, no, no. Listen, Mark, the problem is you're paying him 700K not to play for you. That is a cat problem. Yes, it's that like, is very much a cat problem. Just because you're under the cap, Mark, doesn't mean you yeah. don't have a cat problem. You just like, surrendered you have- $700,000 of your salary cap. That is a problem. Because you probably said something you shouldn't have to to a footy player who signed his option, and then you've now paid him out, and it it's either paid because like it has to come out of the cap, so he's either paid out this year or next year, whatever. But just just dreadful, mate, just dreadful. And then seven hundred k paid out, he's still got his Broncos pay, whatever. Like no wonder like he hasn't logged up another club. He might just have the rest of the year off. Um. Yeah. It, it's 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 crazy. Um. Like had that was the guy when he bought the club. He's like, we're gonna make, we're gonna play the grand final in twenty twenty two. Why do people do that? I don't know. Why do every like all these things always with like five year plans and three year plans and all this shit? Just don't say it. There's no mm. upside. What yes. is the upside to saying that? You either get and, there, then everyone's happy anyway because you got there, or you don't, and you look like a fucking yeah. idiot. And your five year plan was to rebuild, and then you have to rebuild again and rebuild, like whatever. I don't know why they say that stuff. It, as you said, it's ridiculous. It, it, it was like an AFL team it worked out for, I think. But it, that's, again, because every 16 clubs had this dumb thing. One of them was going to work out. <laughs> but oh well. yeah. the, and the Knights, mate, the Knights were gash for a start of this game. And then, yeah, they got warm as the, as the Warriors got cold. And Milford had some okay-ish touches. Ponga looked, had a pretty good game. But they, they really should have been in control from the start. I thought, as you said, mate, like Clemmer played like almost the entire game in this one, stood up. The reports were for Daniel was getting dropped too, by the way. But yeah, Clemmer stood up. I mean, it doesn't matter. Hey, he's one of those guys. It doesn't yeah. matter how well David Clemmer plays anymore. He yeah. probably has a better chance of playing for Australia than he does playing for the Blues. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't want to throw that game anymore. Um, so, it's going to be the longest pot ever. So much fucking. Yeah, it's so it's much. like an hour long. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and we, we haven't even got to the biggest story, which is that Alex Johnson became South's greatest ever try scorer <laughs> on Saturday. No, it's a big deal. Don't and then, don't I know, be, don't I just said the, the biggest story that we get there. Well, it was yeah, in the, that, um, Okay, that Johnson part was fashion. a joke. But yeah. Yes, it was, it was very much. The first try scored was really good. The next yes. two were pretty easy. Yeah. Um, but I thought he had another really good game. Uh, I think him and Campbell Graham are forming quite the formidable combination on the left edge. And if we just ignore our right edge forever, everything will be fine. Yeah. Well, Graham should have been the age of the goat. Yeah. Um, our forward pack was amazing in this game. And I, I, I honestly, like, they scored 44 points. But if their attack didn't suck, they could have probably got about 60 or 70 because. I, I agree, by the way. Like, and I think pretty much every game this year, except maybe against Penrith, their forwards have been good. They've dominated territory and possession and, and, and oh, red they were zone bad touches. against us, mate, that second game, if you remember. Oh, they, they dropped the ball. Yeah, they Tatola were. kept dropping the fucking ball. That's true. But even then, didn't we have like 50 tackles in your 20 still? Like, even despite yeah. that? 
So like every game they've had positions to score tries, they just don't do it. And this game was another example of this. Like the, the first 10 minutes was hilarious. It was somehow 10 nil to the Tigers and they'd had one tackle inside South's 20 and South's had already had like yeah. 15 inside theirs. And yeah, they didn't set Lachlan Elias through. It was dreadful. Um, that's not a complete set. So that's bad on his record. Um, <laughs> and but completion rate was good to that in that game. There you go. Completion rate was good. And they did win very, very handsomely in the end. But like, my God, like to just be able to dominate teams in the, in between the twenties, like if the field was 60 meters long, I think South would be first, but, mm. but it's not. And yeah, again, and it's the same thing we talk about with them being soft at the other end. It's like every time Tigers got down there, they scored or they dropped the ball. They were the only two outcomes. Like yeah, again, it's, it's, it's wor- that is worrying. Like um, the one just for half time, that was way too soft, way too easy. And, and yeah, second half was better, but Western really had that many chances to score. The only time they really got down there, Luke Brooks threw that terrible, no, it wasn't Luke Brooks. It was uh, someone threw that terrible intercept past Jackson Paul. I can't remember who it was. Jackson, Jackson Hastings. It was Hastings. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that was it. So Brooks hit the ball and- the full 17 times. That was the bad things he did. Yes. Luke Brooks blew a five on one. That wasn't great. Yeah, and then kicked the ball out in the full twice. Oh, yes, I, that was also not and, great. And I do agree. The refereeing, there was two things that went against the Tigers oh, yeah. that were really the, fucking weird. The ruck challenge thing was nonsense. Yeah, people and... don't know. So there was a... Saliva Havili challenged a ruck penalty and they they let him challenge lost ball. Doesn't make... You can't challenge ruck penalties. So he got to challenge lost ball, but the lost ball, which I don't know if he lost, happened after the penalty. I don't think it was either, by the way. I think it should have just been a Tigers play the ball. I don't think yes. Saliva Havili did anything wrong, but I also don't think... Was it Moses Embo? It was uh, Dane Laurie. Dane Moses Laurie. Embo I don't think Dane Laurie... <laughs> Fucking hell. Jesus, I'm having a blinder. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't think he dropped the ball. No, neither. But it's one of those ones, like, on when you watch the replay, you got him calling Havili to get off, even though I didn't think he was very slow. Yeah. And because ruck penalties... I mean, every second, every ruck could be penalised almost. Sometimes they're just given because it's like the rest sick of like the last three tackles, you know? Yeah. It's like, that's why they can't be challenged, even though it's annoying. That's why they can't be challenged. But And people are like, oh, they get challenged all year. It's like, no, they actually don't. What you're thinking gets challenged all year is strips and lost ball because most of the other ruck penalties is like, I, oh, he stripped it. You can challenge strips or you can challenge lost ball. You can't challenge a general ruck penalty. And that happened. Wrong call. But the other one, they did get that intercept Sorry, that t- the t- South player did touch a ball that. Oh, that was terrible. Like, what did it, what did he what did the ref think happened? The ball suddenly just spun on a right angle and went ten meters backwards. It was Luke Brooks. He's like, oh, <laughs> oh, Luke, you're just doing your best. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, that was weeks. The refs are usually really good at that. Even when I miss them, we always yeah, they get them. That usually. one seemed but, pretty blatant. But South forwards made like twelve meters of run each. The refs did that. I agree with that. The refs made two stinking calls, but they didn't miss sixty tackles. Like I remember when I'm watching that game, like because I don't look at the stats live often. I generally look at like, half time or the game's going. I'm like, geez, that guy's going well. I have a look. This game was like, fuck, South forwards are killing them. Like, let's see how much they're killing them. They're making 65 oh, meters a set. They're yeah. fucking murdering them. <laughs> it's like, yeah. like Tom Burgess, 235 meters of 19 carries. Keon, 152 of 14 carries. Jai Arrow went for 100 off nine. Harme Sally, 146 of 12. Havili was so, awesome. Yeah, 164 meters of 14 carries. Like everybody, try. every single one of South forwards bar Ken Murray went for over 10 meters of carry. Yeah. And Ken Murray, by the way, because he's passing you, the ball. Right? You pointed it out last week, but fuck. And I actually made a point to really notice it. Jesus is at first receiver a lot and actually is so important to just their ball. Yeah, he's your halfback, mate. Like legit, yeah. he is. Like he's um, not the whole field, but he, once you get across like the 30, that's when you miss Ken Murray. Yeah. 
But yeah, and and um, you know, Cody Walker had a pretty good game for the first time in a ball. while, but. But uh, yeah, I don't know. The Tigers look to be back to what they were. And I don't yep. know if you want to read too much into it as a South fan in that regard. But no. they have a really good run of games coming now hmm. before a murderer's row end of season. I know we looked at a good yeah. run of games before, but yeah, get the troll back. They play Titans, Dragons, Eels, Knights, Bulldogs. Pretty good. Like, And then um, it does get hard in the year. Yeah. But you win those games, you're pretty, pretty locked in the top four. And hopefully, you know, you're thinking about knock off, you know, Sharks, maybe, you know, go closer to the Storm. I don't know, but they might be back in, in that mix there. But there's definitely some big holes in that south side. The defense is still like, the, like they Jesus still score Christ. points, but the defense is still such an issue that how so teams apart- seem to score every time they're down there. Apart from the Warriors, their last six weeks is Storm, Sharks, Eels, Cowboys, Roosters, Panthers. Yeah. So that's yeah, good. Well, that, that's what comes when you have that, when you're like, geez, we've got a nice run. It's the same thing. I'm really happy the Broncos in the top four, but I reckon I'll give you... 15 to 1 odds I make the top four end of the year. Yeah, right. Because they have in the run home, mate, they've got the Storm twice, the Eels twice, the Roosters, the Cowboys, and that's mm. it. I haven't got Penrith twice. I'll be Penrith again, but that's it. They have like, you know, yeah, probably lose three or four of those games. And you don't really make the top four if you lose seven, eight games, do you? Yeah. Um, all right. Before we move on, you have to say one nice thing about Alex Johnston. No, I don't. You do. He exists. That's he true. scores. That is- he scores tries that Josh Mansour also scores. Sometimes Josh Mansour doesn't score them. Yeah. I did. I did. Um, in all seriousness, you think he's going to break? By the way, South left wing tries. Yeah. Look, I understand all of that, but he's still a good player. No, he's had a really no, good season. I'm not, that's good. not to mock him. I want just to have a look at it out of interest. Like, because you okay. also find it interesting too, right? Like, if he'd played that year Robert number, Jennings played, he'd pretty much if, be at Kerno Vine's record. If we already. gave him all the tries people scored in his position, what when tries he would there. he have? Yeah, but I was trying to figure it out actually, and I haven't finished doing that yet. Like, because I can has, do my jersey he, number, but I'm trying I think to he would out, like, be pretty close to 180, I reckon. Yeah, but I'm trying to go through just quickly check. Yeah, he's left wing. Okay, next game. That's what I'm. So I want to get that right. Okay, and then have that so we can know. Yeah, because like there was even there was seven tries scored when he missed games last year. He scored 30 on his yeah. wing, and then John, Jennings got like that was 18 try season on his wing. 18 or 19, yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so in all seriousness, though, so he's. He's on one forty-seven. Can stop him? I think so. I think we're. At, I think it. we're at the point now where, unless he gets injured, he's getting that record. Like it's because he's not. Like a lot of these guys who are on decentish pace, like Billy Slater got hurt for a couple of years. That stopped him, right? Brett Morris was on a really good pace, and then decided he just like Alex Johnson did. He thought he could go play fullback, but what saved Johnson is nobody. No other club decided to sign him. Whereas you Brett Morphin's a bulldog. Say nice things about him. No, I'm saying, game. but I'm saying like there's been guys at that point, right, who look like they're on yeah. track and then they do something changed in their career. I think at that, this point he realizes he's close enough that saying, he should just yeah. like well, focus it. on it. He's gone part, he's gone through that period. It happened. It happened like 2018, 2019. He scored 12 tries over two years playing fullback. Like it happened. He's been through it. He's got benched, what was it? 2020, he's benched at the start that was of the weird. year. Yeah, he's playing 14. He wants to stay. Uh, he is staying, so I think that's not going to stop him. He's not going to move. He's on the left wing. The whole club knows about it. It'd only be injury, mate. So exciting! Every times. week you just hope he's not injured. I guess, like, yeah, because even yeah. even last year, man, like he missed seven tries. He was injured. Yep. <laughs> like that's just it. And uh, I did I did look at it too. Found, I, I just didn't remember him, and I'm just not trying to brag about it either. I just found it weird because like I remember like he doesn't score much against the Broncos, and they look at it. It's like yeah, he's only scored. Like he's only scored six in uh, fifteen against us, and then has weird wow. That must be the 20... worst, right? 
He's got no. He's got worse. He's got two and seven against. I was gonna Canada. say this, this, Oh, okay. But you know his storm. record. Yeah, his record against the Storm is nine and eleven. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. What's his record against the Knights? I feel like he has a say, billion against them. Yeah, fifteen. And Knights nine. and I'm gonna guess Knights, Roosters, West Tigers are his best three. Yeah, well, Tigers he has uh, fourteen and fourteen, and uh, the Roosters is fifteen and eighteen. There we go. And even Penrith is like nine and fifteen. So pretty know, much everyone has my Alex Cry game. But it's like. Broncos, Sharks, weirdly, fuck mm. all tries. We've got eight in 22 games against them. Wow. That's holding him back, mate. Mm. So you're just going to not play the Broncos or the Sharks. Easy. Easy. <laughs> Speaking of the Sharks, uh, they lost. Um, they were awful. They were okay in the second half. But yeah, the Roosters, are they back? They're back. They're fine. They're pretty good. Oh, mate, they started playing with a... Like, a their offense is moving flatter and faster again. Hey, like why? What? Why did the Sharks not like just start throwing the ball around in the first half when they did it in the second half and started scoring tries and actually made this a bit of a contest for about ten minutes there? I don't, I don't know, mate. It. I don't know. What are they? Like, I don't know. They're um. They've really since you called them the most fun team in the NFL. Yeah, they've really been dreadful. <laughs> the vanguard curse, Matt McCall. Everyone's saying it. <laughs> what about all the things I say that are are like correct and true? Like Nobody cares when about I said, those. I said in like <laughs> 2016 that Alex Johnston would break Ken Irvine's record. Yeah, look, it's on no, this but, podcast. But, I know it's great, but, but you see, people don't care when we are right. Yeah, Nobody cares. They don't. They care when we're wrong and we're dumb boys. That's true. And uh, I picked the Cowboys to come last, boy. by the way. <laughs> yes, people care about that one. <laughs> that's what you'll hear about. Nobody. We can tell people when we're right. No one will tell people when we're right for us. That is true. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the, the Sharks, um, I don't know, mate. They they still, as you said, the second half maybe a bit of a hope about their offense, but it really feels like without Dalfanukan, they've yeah, really weird how much they're in the engine room. Like, the only thing I'll say in their benefit is their next three games are Warriors, Titans, Bulldogs. So Yeah. But like, the four after that are Storm, Cowboys, Panthers, Souths. So <laughs> not great. Yeah, they just don't look as um like the left edge still goes pretty well, but they certainly don't look as unstoppable as they did in the first few. But actually, they're gonna be fine. They so all right, they have that murderer's row. So they have the next three mm. weeks, piss easy. Warriors, Titans, Bulldogs. Then they have Storm, Cowboys, Panthers, Souths. That's not great. But then the five games to finish the year is Dragons, Tigers, Manly, Bulldogs again, Knights. So I think yeah. they'll be fine. They'll make yeah, the they should they should be all right. Like um I think they'll make the ad as well, but they just don't look like the, the you know, there's a long season to go, they could bounce back, but currently they look like the team that we thought they were or they were turning into. And um, yeah, I don't know, they just it just feels like like again, we went through this in the preseason. Why I didn't think they'd be one of the best teams. It just like again, if you go to those games and you're like, "Fuck, there's a lot of good players here," but well, like not a lot. They of are exactly makers. where I thought they would be. Yeah, at the start of the year right now. So I'm yeah. feeling okay about that. But yeah, like, I got a bit carried away after about six or seven weeks. Yeah. Might need to spell the king. Might need to spell. He's not. Oh, a isn't great it the worst to come back and play like that after Lachlan Miller played like he did? Never. Yeah, helped, that's the thing, right? Yeah. And and Matt Moylan's gone a bit back on his form, and and but that's such an awkward spot. Like they've got, they have to re-sign him. Like the, you know, guys you, have been taking his job. So if you look to. at the top, if you look at the ladder right now, I think mm. I think everyone that's in the top eight and the Raiders are the only teams that can still make the finals. I think. Yeah, the Raiders like, are playing I, weirdly okay. Yeah, I think I know the Dragons are up there, but I think they'll peter out a little bit. Um, now, I keep waiting but, for the hard part of the dragon's draw to come. It's like oh, it's, they keep it's, not there. it's it just it, but it's just like they keep like you know they beat the Roosters are a good win for them, but you know they beat the Tigers, they beat the Warriors, beat the Bulldogs, lost to the Titans. Yeah, I they, I think those bottom six or seven teams are pretty much done already. So yeah, it just yeah. remains to be seen which of like yeah, I mean, and look, the Raiders could 
fall apart again. They, they only had like two or three good weeks. But right now, I think that they're still a good chance of making it too. So we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. One of those teams has to drop out, I guess. But we'll see what happens. So the Dragons only copped um, the Panthers and the Storm once each. That's why they got a nice draw. Well, that's pretty good. Because essentially, it's two guaranteed losses almost that they're not on their schedule. So the, so the Dragons, yeah, they've already got six wins. Again, we thought they'd be competent. They are kind of competent. They, their yeah. games are, they, they have game, the game against the Bulldogs will get there. Like, swathes of both teams being the worst team in the world. I really enjoyed that game. <laughs> it was good. Let's move on. Uh, Roosters, good yeah. job. Let's move good on. Job. Yeah, because um, the next Roosters game is Bulldogs job. Dragons. Tupo stole it, got an origin gig off it. Momorowski had some nicest touches. Like, yeah, it was quick defense that he's good at. Uh, they're, they're getting better. They should play Lindsay Collins less minutes. It hurts his impact. Hargreaves is good again. Again, it's yeah, ridiculous. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, so we'll move on. Belmore, Bulldogs 24, Dragons 34, as we just said. I actually really enjoyed this game. I thought it was a lot of fun. And it was great because you had like an hour before this game sent me a clip of Matt, uh, of Zach Lomax and Dane Laurie on the Matty Johns, uh, Blake Laurie on the Matty Johns show. And I thought it was hilarious and said, yeah. I hope Blake Laurie scores a try today because he's never scored one and he seems like a funny dude. And then he did and, score. And also Matt Dufty sucks. So that was yeah. that's, um, the, that's the only good Matty Johns, Fletch and Honey segment in the last like four years. It was Black very Lomax, funny. Blake, Blake Laurie. People should look that up. We haven't seen it. But essentially, like they seem to understand that it's going on TV, it feels like. Yeah, because they say so many things that like people just don't say to the media. They like impersonate Anthony Griffin for like five minutes, which is hilarious. Yeah. And, like, Fuck me, like it's great. Impersonate him for like five minutes, then and then shit on Matt Dufty for like two minutes. And yeah. I think that's when Matt Dufty found out they didn't like him because it, it was like in the news a week later. Like, oh, Matt Dufty upset about what they said. It's like, oh, poor Matty didn't know the. The fellas didn't like him. <laughs> um, funny, yeah. He 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 had a really nice involvement for a Kyle Flanagan mm. try in this game, but his defense is just atrocious. He doesn't give a shit, and he's leaving. He got his next deal. He doesn't care. Um, Did he? The, um, yeah, he's he's going to he's going to England. Oh, right, that makes sense. Yeah, they're not here. I don't, I don't still don't know what they're doing with Kyle Flanagan. Like. He did touch the ball more in this game. Out-touch Matt Burton. Like, Out-touch Matt did. Burton for the first time. He did. It's just, I don't know. It feels like they're just, mm. he's just there because they have nobody else. And it's kind of weird, right? Yeah. I don't think their attack was that bad in this game. Like, no, neither. It was good. At, it was actually good at times. And I really did enjoy watching this game. But their defense was just ridiculously bad. So, like, I don't know. Yeah. And they had moments. Like Luke Thompson had a good game. They made a, a massive mistake in the, in the, on the way back in. And I don't know. Their defense is bad. Josh, Josh Jackson sucks now, man. Like. Mm. when you could see Amone running at him and there was like a gap, you could see it from like 15 meters away. It's like, like come on, Josh, buddy. That <laughs> like wasn't you're great. old. I understand you're old. But yeah, I just think that with like the Kyle Flanagan thing, I was going to say it when you spoke about Moylan then, but it's like with, I know Ash Taylor wasn't locked in first grade half, but when you he goes, Harris DeVita re- retires, we add another team. Their halves stocks are like all time low. Like, Matt Moore's going to get two years, even though they don't really want to give it to him because there's, there's like no one off contract at all now, like in the halves. And you look at the Bulldogs that they need something. And, and it's like uh, they must just Dean, have to. Ever heard of him? Yeah. They're just going to have to like play. Just going to have to play. Um, what's his uh, fucking Flanagan and hope for the best. Yep. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that, uh, Kiraz looks like a, like a like an actual first grade footballer. I Shout out Punchball. 
And uh, Zach um, Lomax's try assist in this game was, was sick in that first try. Uh, mm. Adokar jammed in. I did like that they reported because if, if Adokar had a sick game in this, I reckon he gets picked. He, he played like, pretty poorly in this game too, which was did. not great timing. But yeah, I reckon he gets picked if he had a good game in this because Freddie's done it before when it's come out like, you know, Sunday lunchtime. He, you know, Who was that? Someone. Was it Clemmer? Clemmer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he had a good game and he got put back in the team. Very funny. Probably the start of the bad relationship. Dropping Clemmer and then him playing well and putting him back in with a roller yeah. coaster. But uh, yeah, um, it, I don't know. Weird team. Amon's really getting coming on the first grade, and Cody Ramsey bizarrely good looks okay at fullback. Yeah, like he's a two decent his games there, and certainly looked more likely than Sloan and Moses Embai did. So not only anyone yes. saw that coming because whatever. And, and Tata Moga returned to first grade too. Uh, Andrew McCulloch scored a try. Oh, and he set one up. That was the reason why the Bulldogs suck. They let Andrew yes. McCulloch score a try on the ruck and also put Blake Laurie over. It's like, mate, if you never, there's 15 years of tape of this guy now. It's all he does. Go himself or throw short balls and you fell for both of them. Not great. All Not right. Great. We, we, yeah. Last game. Uh, yeah. Right, again, I, I just thought both sun, I just thought both Sunday games were entertaining. I really enjoyed them. Um, and yeah. So Parramatta got the win over Canberra. Um, really good game, Absolutely I thought. Both teams played really well. Dylan Brown was absolutely fantastic. Um, we haven't done any Dally M shaming this week, but Joe Tarpano not getting any Dally M points is crazy to me. I thought he was the best forward on the field. Um, 234 me. meters off 20 runs as a, and only 10, only one of them was a kick return. Like that's yeah, he, insane. He was, for a he was awesome. He was fantastic. Yeah. He had, how many offloads did he have? Like three or four as well? Yeah, he was on fire. Um, mate. So, he was sick. Like, but yeah, I thought, Dylan, I thought Dylan Brown was the best player on the field, but I probably would have given Tarpanay two DLM points. He didn't get any as it was, but whatever. We can't bitch about is, that anymore because it goes behind closed doors. As well, Ben Hunt's so. leading it. So I'm glad that when it's a fraud award that Ben Hunt will win it. But I actually, it's one of those weird games that I thought Dylan Brown was by far and away the best player on the field, right? Yeah. I think the next yeah. two best players were Raiders. One of those rare occasions. Yeah. I think Rapana was the other best player. Yeah, well, he got points too. But I think, I think I think Paulo got the other one instead of Tarpanay. Yeah, so not egregious because Paulo's pretty good too. But yeah. Yeah, Tarpanay was awesome. But yeah, Dylan Brown was fantastic. It, and a nice little, nice little, nice little revenge game for Bailey Simonson too. I thought he took his try. Uh, his, I thought he, the try scored Man, in the... He was awesome. It was the weird. second try he scored was really good. The put he had down. a great game. Um, Bailey yeah, Simonson. He, like, he had awesome. a... He, that first kick return, he broke Oh, and shout out Mitch well. Moses, by the way. How many Harbs would just stay down there and try to get a penalty? He got whacked off the ball, got mm. up, called for the pass, got it, and then put his winger over for a try. It was awesome. Yeah, it was good. Uh, speaking of staying down, Tarpanay should have stayed down. That was of, of that was a destruction. Yeah, I agree. Week. It was. Yeah, and I don't understand. Explanation had that one and the the Broncos Knights one last week. I like, and that wasn't even like. I I, I don't understand the logic. He had like, option, what, he had another option. What does that mean? What was his other option? Was it to teleport through the, the body? Like, and, like, like in this situation, Tarpanay truly tried to get around the obstruction. Like he tried to run past Paulo, then didn't, and he's penalised for that. And he had another option, whatever that meant. But it was one of those classic ones that, like, they scored right back in the gap. You know, one of those ones that first happens. Like, how the hell is a big gap in the middle of the field like that? And then you watch replay. It's oh, it's an obstruction. And they didn't, and they didn't My argument end. was. Joshua yeah. Parley's tackle attempt was so embarrassingly bad that I the agree with that one. should be annoyed, uh, ignored, and ignored. the try should stand. If the referee said that, you would have gone, you know what? We have to accept it. That's just that's how it works. But it's been weird, mate. They've the NRL like were happily to put you know throw the refs out into the fire for all the season until about two weeks ago. They decided not to. So now they're like backing these decisions, and it's like this one, like he just made something up. And the same thing with the penalty that happened. 
the other way when Jordan Rapana fumbled the ball in the air and got tackled. What the fuck was that? That's the worst call of the year, by the way. It is because... Presume, they, does that mean you can literally run up the field tapping the ball up in the air to yourself and no one can touch you? Well, it, it's, it can't be so clear because that's a penalty if you tap it to yourself as well. It's going to be just fumbling it, you know, <laughs> like dropping it for 100 metres. And we, we checked with Dean, right? As soon as he goes for the intercept and touches the ball, you can tackle him. But that's how this works. Him, it happened. So the week before, Tyson Frizzell, again, like they, it's funny because they came both in the Broncos-Knights game. Obstruction of the Broncos-Knights game, weird, whatever. In the Broncos-Knights game, if you remember, Tyson Frizzell chasing a kick, yeah. touched the ball, and, and Martin smashed him. And instantly, Bunker looks at it once, touched the ball, he's allowed to get tackled, move on. It's like, yeah, that's the rule. And in this instance, yes, it looks weird because Rapana knocked it so high in the air. It looks weird because of that. And he gets tackled with the ball coming down. And the weird thing is Todd Smith, the awful referee, was cool with it. It was like play on. And then he got a call from the touchy that it was a penalty. So he blows a penalty. And they challenge. And then the bunker just agrees with the clear wrong decision. And nobody cared. Like all the commentators thought it was a good call. It's like, do you, any of you understand the rules? It's like you're, what you're saying is now if somebody is in the act of knocking the ball on or fumbles the ball, they can't be tackled. That's what yeah, that, that says. Just because it was a fumble that went 10 meters in the air doesn't change the rest of that interpretation. So dumb. But doesn't take away this game that the Eels, the Raiders had 100 opportunities to win this one. Fogarty was terrible, but you can probably put someone down to us. He was terrible. Xavier Savage at fullback really impacts their defense. I know people were fapping on about his, his run meters. The fullback run meters, as you know, Bungard are fraudulent. He had 212 meters, 100 and returning kicks. Yeah, great. You know, but his defense fell apart. He could have taken Dylan Brown on one of the tries he scored. Not great. But other side of the ball, Brown had the best game of, of his career, I think. Dylan yeah. Brown in this one, damaging running the ball, trying to meet as a as a as a five eight. Just fantastic. Three line breaks, two tries. And uh but too bad that he only had like three tries this last year. Therefore he's a fraud. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate for him. That is. Um uh we yeah. may as well talk about you it know, now because it's him. the same game. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Adam Elliott signing with the Knights. I know that's got a few Canberra fans upset. And I think they've got a little bit of a right to be mm-hmm. aggrieved here. Like this was a guy that had been cut loose by the Bulldogs for a variety of off-field issues and someone who Canberra almost immediately took a chance on. I think they mm. offered him similar money in similar years to Newcastle, as as I understand it. And yeah, he's, he's gone. So yeah, yeah, he's been playing I, pretty well for them as well. Yeah, and they offered the same money, as you said, the same money, same years as the Knights. And I know Millie Boyle, his partner's gone there, but like that's only for this year. Canberra probably have an NLW team next year. I don't know. I th- I'd be shy of the shit if I was uh, the Raiders. So surprisingly, they picked him this week because Ricky usually has the shit with these type of guys. And the way this has happened, I'd understand if Ricky didn't pick him because fuck that. But I agree. They took a chance on him. He's played okay, and they offered him decentish deal, and he's leaving. I'd I'd, I'd have the shit. I rarely would have the shit to play for doing this, but I think they're they're right to be pissy. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Uh, anything you want to say about this game before we move on? Uh, no. The Eels still confuse the fuck out of me. Like they just still do because I know they won this game and it was end to end and similar, but they didn't really feel in control of the game. Yeah, you know that they. No. I always thought they were going to win it because they were taking their chances. Yeah, they didn't feel in control of the game, and I know people know I'm not a big fan of his, but Gutherson's form has to be concerning Eels fans, right? Like, uh, that was really bad kick defense. His his kick defense has been really poor this year from a guy who's been really good in that area. 
Like that's it. That drop that dropping that bomb was just bad. Like there's nothing on there. And then whatever, just bad. Yep. Um, okay, a couple of little signing ones. Uh Takiaho has gone to the Super League. Rooster Stout for a long time, good player. Wish him the best. Um mm. and Jeremy Marshall King has signed for the Dolphins. Huge. Yeah, they said that's 200k a year or so. So I'm guessing they're not paying him to start, which I think that's a fine offer for your second nine. Uh, yeah. And they've also been rumored to sign Ryan Madison. And and you know what? Like, I'm not in love with their team. Everyone knows this. But if they get Madison, it looks okay. Like, so if, like the forward pack looks competent. You know, if you could start, if you sign Madison and... There's rumors they might be signing um, Jake Turpin, whatever. But say currently now, they potentially the full pack could be starting Jesse Romich at one prop. The other prop, you know, could probably be Tom Gilbert, maybe up front. Like maybe, I don't know, probably Tom Gilbert up front. Uh, on the edges, you'd have Kenny Bromwich and Felice Cafusi. Then you'd have like Madison at lock. And like whilst the Bromwich boys and Felice are past their best, that's not a bad pack. You know, no. and then you still have like Mark Nichols off the, the first guy off the bench, Ray Stone off the bench, Canelli Lamelu off the bench. You know, maybe they have you and Aitken who could be on the edge as well. Obviously, they need other players. Isaiah Katoa, I've heard great things about. Maybe he's a good seven. Like they need other players, obviously. But if they get Madison, who is a great middle, like that team, that forward pack at least looks like he can compete. And then you look at that and you're like, there's there's worse packs than that in the NRL right now. And that yeah. already gives me confidence. Yeah. A couple of other okay the signings, the they team. won't get this point. Yeah, like, if they get... Who knows what happens, but obviously they're chasing Reese Walsh. There's rumors of semi Radra. Like, if they get those guys, it won't be too bad year one. Like, already with the pack as it is, and hopefully they get a competent half or two, I I don't think they'll be wooden spooners. I think they'll come, like, 12 or something. No. Yeah, Maybe like, we'll see. They said they need to sort the back line out, but yeah, but like, I mean, if we look at their pack now, right? To me, their packs would be already better than like the dogs and the tigers, and you know, maybe, maybe the dragons, which isn't great, but like they still have 10 spots to fill, you know, maybe it's it can true. get better. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So, um, and it, okay. You know, and the signing news, that's all the signing news that we're good. All right, uh, before we go, a quick shout out to the people on top two tiers of our patrons. That's patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. You want to support us, uh, you get access to the Discord server, uh, priority question time, rookie takes nominations, uh, entry to next year's culture and cut merchandise, and plenty more. So thank you to Chris Avnell, Dave, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Alex, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, Jace, Felix Farnsworth. James K, Jason, Jez, Joel Wrigley, Joey, Gooch, Josh Brandon, Josh Tomer 98, Lachlan Hancock, Lee Verhill, Leon, Lifelong Dolphins fan, Luke Ferguson, Matty Jenkins, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, My Ding Dong is Hard and I Am Sad, Never Trendy, Party Keg, Pete Fulcher, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Schneiderfield Score, Seymour Butts, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Swarzy, Ty, TB, The Black Vegetable, The Not So Mature Age Student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Woz. Thank you so much for your support. Everyone in the lower tiers and everyone who's listens. Thank you as well. I hadn't done that since I've been like said I was on the mend from my flu, but I got through that fine. Yeah, yeah, so I think I'm back. Yeah, it's not been anywhere. Except, I've only been to Woolworths in the oh, and to vote in the last two weeks. So it's been a very why, why tough is that? time. I just been still sick. Still sick. Haven't gone to the gym. Boring. Haven't done anything. It's crazy. You're still sick. No, I just like coughing intermittently. I reckon this is maybe my last day of pills, like cold meds, and then be back. Hopefully. Yeah. It's been really bad. Really bad. Oh, well. What can you do, eh? What can you do?
Nothing. All right. So we'll, we're going to get out of here. We'll be back later in the week with question time. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. I sip my drink. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I should have waited. And it's goodbye from me.